Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. And if you're listening for the first time, this is the best podcast for publishing and marketing tips, motivational quotes, and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful movies. And what movie are we doing today? The Cutting Edge. The Cutting Edge, which is a... Romantic comedy. It is. It is a romantic comedy. Also called The Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. Though it's, yeah, more or less, it's very, very loosely based on it. It's, it's the format for a lot of... Yeah, and her name is even Kate. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yep. Anyway, so if you haven't already had the chance, check us out on patreon.com forward slash self published strong. And we new Patreon supporters get a free one of my free courses that are $25. I have the MailChimp tutorial one getting subscribers and getting reviews. They're all $25. And same with my Amazon algorithms and automation sequence course. So you can once you start supporting us, then you can get one of those courses for free. And then you'll also be able to suggest movies and get get your questions answered for our marketing episodes. And supporting us is only at a dollar a month. You can support us at higher than that, of course, if you want to. But So spend a dollar and get $25 worth of stuff. <clears throat> Pretty much. Anyway, um, I was on um, Mark Lefebvre's uh, podcast. It's going to be actually li- going live the day after this one goes live, which is this Friday. So listen to that one, too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And... Um, I was planning on doing tips from the conference, but I, I realized I hadn't finished the description tips. So we're going to finish those those instead, and then we'll go into tips from the conference. That's okay with you. Sounds good. Yeah. Do we want to talk about industry news? Um, you mean the whole Amazon thing going on? Yes. Yeah, I think we should, just because it's affecting us too. And I think that openness makes it so that people are... You know, everybody who's panicking recognizes that lots of people are panicking, panicking right now. And it's it's not just us, but Mark Dawson, Joanna Penn, um, my editor, a whole bunch of people I've been talking to. But pretty much everybody's has been experiencing a drop in royalties on Amazon recently. And it kind of drives to home the need to diversify. I mean, I'm fine with people being in Kindle Unlimited, but if you are in Kindle Unlimited, you need to have a really solid plan for what you're going to do when your royalties drop, which is what's happening right now. And I'm, so the business masterclass, we talked a lot about diversifying your streams of income and things like that. But basically what's going on with Amazon is hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically is the Amazon algorithms are not, the also bots are not being shown on book pages anymore. And in some places the buy button on books has disappeared anyway. So it hasn't, I mean, it's affected us where random countries are concerned, but apparently uh, countries like the UK can't buy books in the from that are on the US listed. I mean, books that are published in the US, even if they're available on the UK site, they're not they're not being available to purchase. So that means that our royalties in other countries has dropped, not just royalties in the states. And there's a whole bunch of other things that are going on right now. So the whole point is. Amazon is trying to make you pay to get seen, whereas before, if you published a lot of good quality frequent books or books frequently, then you would rise, you know, naturally. But now they're stifling that sort of action. They want ad revenue. And so they're reducing organic discovery. Yeah, pretty much. So what is our game plan going forward? We talked about it a bit today. No idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, we are always going wide anyway. Mm-hmm. So we already we were already always doing that with our older stuff. Yeah. We don't really make that much from page reads anymore. 
Yeah, really... the story is old enough now where it doesn't. It's yeah. ready to go wide. You've got to be really fast to make really good money with Ku. Who knows if you can even do that anymore, given what they or what they're doing to themselves. Yeah. Um, because that's how people made money on Ku is with organic reach and not yeah. having to advertise. not advertisements because the the you release your books so quickly and people read them like binge read books that's yeah. but you want the whales you yeah know, exactly the binge readers mm-hmm. um you can't really do that it's effective it's as effectively exactly, with yeah. ad revenue i mean having them basically advertise for you mm-hmm. because people were reading your books <clears throat> was great yeah but now they're not going to do that yeah so they're actually making less money right now on their amazon not- yeah in hopes to push more people to their advertising platform that's that's this is all an assumption yeah um but they they don't have a big market share in advertising, and they probably want a bigger share yeah. because Facebook and Google dominate, um, and they are far behind, like many times behind Amazon. Mm-hmm. Well, their platform sucks. Their advertising platform is horrible. Their advertising platform blows. Um, do we really need like three sponsored product um, bars on a page? Because mm-hmm. we do. It's freaking stupid. Mm-hmm. You go to one product and you have three whole streaming bars of yeah pretty carousels of, of ads yeah because at least before they had also bots mm-hmm. where you could see what people who bought your thing also bought mm-hmm. that was helpful to people yeah now just showing advertising is not helpful it's not yeah. showing what people like of that thing it's mm-hmm. showing what's being advertised on yep. that thing which is not the same thing exactly it's not helpful information um screw you amazon <laughs> sorry so i've become <laughs> i've become progressively more anti-Amazon as time has gone on. Um, the more I've had to use their advertising platform and the reduction I've seen in sales as they've pushed for more ads that are hard to use, mm-hmm. it's just not a good combination. Yeah. So what we're going to try, what we're doing moving forward, um, we're going to diversify our streams of income, like I mentioned, and I'd like to get my books an audiobook. I've just always hesitated, audiobook form. I've always hesitated because finding the right narrator is very key to success in audiobook form. If the narrator sucks, nobody wants to read, listen to the book, you know? And I've done a bunch of audiobooks. I was listening to a couple audiobooks earlier and the narrator just killed me and I, I didn't finish the second book, you know? And there are other reasons I didn't finish the second book, but if the narrator had been really good, I would have probably continued. Anyway, so I'm hesitating about that because um, I, a lot of the narrator, best narrators I've heard don't do royalties share and I'm not ready to put a whole lot of money up front for something that might not. And it's know, per book. So it's like $5,000 per book for a three series. to 5,000. Yeah. For a series of like five books. It's like, uh, here's $15,000. And are you going to make that back? Possibly not. And you can't tell, you know, exactly. it's a huge. That's a fat chunk of money. It is. And so I'm, I'm just, I, I'm trying to figure that out, but there's other things that we've been doing. Like I, like I, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the Klytics reports, we did end up doing the monthly subscription was $97 and learned a whole ton Really, yeah, really good information. Not all of it do you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty actually, I mean, Nolan can attest I had a mini um, meltdown, like crisis. Like I was like falling apart for like an hour until, until I was like, okay, well, this is what I need to do then. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes news you don't want to hear is important good, good for you yeah yeah because this um, is where this is where people who get the news they don't want to hear and this is where authors who they stop you know it's it's so much that they're done you know and yeah. those who continue forward are the ones that are going to continue making money as an author and 
I hope to always be the one that continues forward. I'm okay with having a little meltdown for a little bit until I'm, I come up with a solution, you know, and a way to move forward, which I have. And we'll talk about that more later, but I don't want to give away too much on the, on the reports just because I feel like they're incredibly valuable. And I think that people need to support analytics. uh, Yeah, they, they do really good work and, um, you should pay them for it. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. We're not going to, yeah, we're not going to give you the store, but, um, it's really detailed. It, like I said, it, you know, like how long should your books be optimally? Yeah. What categories are selling well? Which ones have decreased? Which ones are increasing? Book covers that sell well in those categories. And they compile all that for you. Yeah. So you have from one page. Yeah. You, you can read all the descriptions from all the top books and you just scroll down and read them all. They're yep. it's already compiled for you. Yep. They have training videos. The prices, video the, overviews. the books are at the average price for books. Yeah. Optimal pricing. For all these different categories, you know, romance, sci-fi, fantasy. They do. I mean, and they break the romance down into multiple par- subgenres of romance. Fourth and fifth level subgenres. It's pretty um, powerful stuff. It's all, it's it's uh, very comprehensive. And um, and if you don't want to do the $97 a month, because I write in multiple genres and we're interested in science fiction as well, we decided to do that because that gave us access to three reports instead of, instead of just one. You can actually buy a report from them. Um, it's under their shop page, um, and, and you just pick up pick out the genre you want, and it's like thirty seven or thirty nine dollars to buy that report. And I do recommend doing that; it's valuable stuff. At least do that much. Yeah. Um, you can always just do the ninety seven and then cancel the next month, and then get your three yeah. reports. They're more detailed. Yep. As well, so yep. it is. It, you're like, well, why would I buy three reports for ninety? dollars or whatever when i could do one for 30 um they do go into more depth as well yeah mm-hmm. so not only do you get three but they are more detailed they yeah go... you can get way more than you can get all of them yeah for the 97 well, dollars yeah you have unlimited access yeah yeah so it's worth it i mean you don't have to do it every month either because the mm-hmm. i mean the data doesn't change yeah that much well no um, and you don't they the reports you buy like you can't just do it every month. oh i see what you're saying yeah so like you can wait till they release the next genre and cancel your subscription until then and then redo renew your subscription when they release the next mm-hmm. report on your genre yeah so i mean you're still giving them money and i mean things don't change that much yeah. in terms of sales i mean they go down you know a few percentages every month and then or up you know yeah. and you can see the trends over time yep you know you don't need to Usually things don't go from zero to a hundred overnight. No. If they did, you missed it already anyway. And and this is what they do. They take the top 100 best-selling books in your, in your category or your subcategory or whatever, and they tell you what they're all doing. And here's where, I mean, a lot of, a lot of authors will look at that and go, well, my book is this way. And, and then they blame other factors. But if your book, you see what is selling and your book doesn't meet that, then you know that you're, you're fighting, you're fighting uphill basically. Right. So like fantasy books, People like them a little longer than romance books. You can charge a little bit more for them than romance books. Exactly. As a consequence. So look at that. You know, anyway, it's a good report. So yeah. we'll just move on. We're getting bogged down in this. Well, and I'm like, I do think that people well, we're just need saying, to go like, there's an optimal... Actually, you can also go and watch the the uh, podcast interview that uh, Lindsay Broker and her and her team did, Science Fiction, Science Fiction and Fantasy Marketing Podcast. He actually talks about several aspects of the report. And for science fiction and fantasy authors. If you watch the YouTube version, there's actual... Visuals, like visuals. he actually walks you through it. Right. So you can get some some uh, insider info that way for nothing. Yep. Um, okay. So the quote for today is... The quote for today is, you can't let praise or criticism get to you. It's a weakness to get caught up in either one by John Wooden. And what are your thoughts on that one? 
It's good. I mean, people like good praise, but it can blind you to things you need to improve on, and then you can get bad feedback, and then you don't want to do anything. So yeah. you do need to listen to some of it. I mean, it trends, you know, like like we were saying, like, is your book the right length? If people are telling you it's too short, then maybe it is. Or if your characters are annoying, if lots of people are mentioning that, stuff Things like, like that. that. They could have a point. Yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, can't let praise get to you. It's easy to be distracted by praise, you know, like your, your head gets big, you know, and you're like, I'm so cool and I'm all that. But, and like Nolan said, it blinds you to weaknesses that are holding you back. And so pay attention, you know, just, I don't know, just ignore it. What I do is when I release a new book, I will read through all my reviews and get like a sentence here and there, the really strong ones that are enthusiastic, just so I can send those to my readers. And then I don't go back to reviews ever again. And it just keeps my head and keeps me focusing on things. And I save those reviews. So if I ever need another reader review, I can go and open up my master list of little quotes from readers, you know, that are good selling points. Anyway, there's a tip for you too. <laughs> okay, so the the official tip for today is continuing the description, testing descriptions one. And this one's mostly about writing them. So avoid most cliches since they'll make your story sound like every book ever written, but you do want to use some cliches. Uh, the benefit with a cliche is it tells reader, readers right off the bat what to expect. So if you say edge of your seat, you know, they know what that means without even having to think about it. You know, so don't try to get too creative to avoid cliches, but some of them, uh, you don't want your whole entire description to be cliches, but it's, it's good to have a couple in there so that readers know what to expect. And then include something that separates your book from the others in its genre. That's easier said than done, I know. But read, you know, read the reviews that are on the, on the best-selling books in your genre and then mirror them in some way while making it about your book and make sure you point out what makes your book unique and everything. Anyway, I think that's it for today. Uh, your, your description, uh, your back cover copy, <laughs> it needs to be, it can't, it should not be a synopsis of your book. It should not, it, I mean, even details don't need to be in it. Very many, very many details because it needs to strike the emotional chord of your book rather than the detail and the fact chord. Readers are more drawn in by emotions than they are by details. So I think that's it for today. Good. I mean, besides the movie, besides the movie onto the movie, cut the cutting yeah. edge, cutting edge. So the setup for this movie, and we're not going to talk about this a whole ton. <laughs> the setup for the movie is a temperamental figure skater and a former, former hockey player try to win Olympic gold as a figure skating pairs team. So it is basically the taming of the shrew, which is fine. She's a brat and he's a brat. And they fight quite a bit, and then they end up working well together. Okay, so I wanted to talk really fast, or not even really fast, just discuss character versus plot-driven. I think this is a very good example of a movie, of a story that is both character and plot-driven, because they've got the external matches and the competitions they're building up to, and those can't be moved, you know? Character stuff doesn't affect that. They have those, regardless of what the characters do or don't do. But it is also very character-driven, because... You know, they're brats. They fight a lot. A lot of their problems have to do with how they treat each other. Yes, this is a good point. I agree. Yeah. Okay, so what... Okay, so... The external stressor causes them to have more stress. They already butt heads. Yeah. But they have the external stress of the competitions that they're going to mm -hmm. and how they respond to it yep. makes them you know, bounce off each other. Exactly. Point. 
Yeah, exactly. And plus, they're very different backgrounds. You know, she's very classical. He's very not classical. He's right. backwards, basically. She's stuck up and rich and went to the Olympics. He's some poor guy from like Wisconsin. I forget where. It's like Wisconsin. I mean, they have his family runs a bar and they... He works He's in a done factory. Log, log chopping and things like that. Uh, he also went to the Olympics, though, for hockey. Hockey. Yeah. But uh, he got an injury, so now he has a blind spot and can't play. Yeah, exactly. So, so they he, put him in as a. He's so he has a high, a high ability to perform. He's been to the Olympics. Yeah. You know, so they both been to the Olympics. They're both at the top of their fields. Yep. Respective fields. Mm -hmm. um, but for different reasons, they're not mm -hmm. able to do what they want. Yeah, and it's a comedy. It's fun. Uh, it's they're fun, mean to each other. Yeah, I really enjoy this movie. And and Nolan, you'd seen it before you even met me. Oh, I, my sisters made me watch it a million times. <laughs> yeah, but you still enjoyed it. Watching it's a fun it with me. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy it. Okay, so inciting incident. It's interesting uh, because they both have one separate from each other. Yes. What was her inciting incident? She screws up. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, her partner screws up and they fire him and fire the trainer. No, it was her, her screwing fault. up is the end of the movie. We don't learn that out oh, until well, the very end. Yeah. So they fire her partner and they fire her coach and she has to find it or her partner quits. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's kind of. They have a falling out anyway. Yeah. Um, and so the dad is willing to do whatever it takes to find a coach who will take put up with her and to find a partner for her. And him, what's his inciting incident? Um, he gets body checked like three times, four times. Uh, he gets a pretty bad, uh, concussion yeah. and loses vision and part partial vision in one of his eyes. Yeah. So he can't play anymore because he, he can't see the puck anymore. So yeah. Out of the corner of his eye anymore. So yeah. He has to quit and then go be a regular person instead yeah. of an Olympic athlete. Yep, exactly. And he's quite bitter about that. And his family, he doesn't even tell his family he's figure skating when they actually hire him to do it. Yes, it's no. quite embarrassing. It's very embarrassing to him, especially they're all rugged, you know. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the beer drinking, rugged, sit around a table, thump the table, watch hockey. You know, it's not. But he gets a chance to be competitive on the ice again mm -hmm. he and, likes to, and to go back to the Olympics and maybe win. Uh -huh. And he takes it. Yeah. And the money. Okay. So tell us about the meet cute. Oh, I don't even remember it, honestly. It's a great show of character. The first time they meet. Oh, she's... yes. And, the, uh, well, yeah. Is that merely a meet cute? When yeah, it's the meet? first time they meet. I mean, not the time when they bump into each other after his game or before oh, his game. I'm it? talking about when he's hired and he goes to the her rink, her personal private rink. And oh. she's like, get this off of my ice rink or whatever. They're just sparks. I mean, constant sparks. Mm hmm um, and yeah, but before that they even meet and I don't know if they remember it or not, but they, no, well, I think they have a moment where they're, you know, when well, they, that was you because yeah, during like the that. Olympics, they literally run into each other Yeah, and he's like, crap, I'm late. Which way is the ice? And she's and like, she's like, aren't you going to apologize? And he's like, no. And then runs off. Yeah. And that's pretty much their relationship. Yeah. Literally butting heads. And the funny thing about them is even when. You start to cheer for them to be together. They're still fighting. I mean, they fight through the whole movie. It's really, the climax of the movie is them fighting, you know? It's really the very last scene where they reconcile. Yeah. While they're right while they very, very start, the, are about to start that final skate yeah. mm -hmm. that she forgives him. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And they wait till the very end to finally mm -hmm. reconcile all the way. Which is fine with me. Like, I mean, it's yeah, fun that their their interaction with each other because they're such strong personalities is a lot of fun to watch. They're not shy with the abuse. <laughs> no. Mm -mm. 
yeah like and they try each other's sport you know like she makes him it does the toe pick thing yeah make, mm-hmm. and wrecks toe him pick. wrecks him like a million times and then he makes her play hockey and schools her yeah mm-hmm. anyway um i'm ready to go on to takeaways actually do i do trivia first usually you do trivia. okay all right i'll give trivia now then Okay, so Moira Kelly is Kate, the main chick, and D.B. Sweeney is the main dude. They promised each other they would not do a sequel without the other there. And three more movies were made. And they were offered insultingly low amounts of money to do it, and so they didn't do it. But I didn't know that that there were three more movies that were made. there was one more. We watched one of them. Did we? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we need to watch the others then. Because I was like, what the heck? (laughs) Yeah, it's really bad. I remember it being pretty awful. Mortified. Yeah. Okay, so... This is interesting. Moira um, was injured and couldn't take a role in a league of their own uh, due to an injury she sustained in this one. Unfortunate. Well, she did the voice for Nala instead. Yeah, she did in Lion King. And okay, so the Russian couple are an actual figure skating couple who represent Canada. (laughs) Isn't that the one that he like, after he and Moira, he and Kate fight, he goes and sleeps with her and... I think so. I think so too. Or maybe she's the American. Maybe that's the other American couple. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Okay, so neither knew how to ice skate before the movie, and they spent three months intensively learning. I went ice skating once. I've been I've been twice. I absolutely hate it. My ankles are not strong enough. Um, I did okay. I hate ice um, skating. I didn't fall, but it took me, like, I think we went for, like, an hour and a half, and, like, it was an hour and 15 minutes before I could actually... Before you felt like you were, yeah. I could actually just go in a circle. So I will explain and, uh, to our, our listeners why I hate ice skating. I dislocate my knees at the drop of a hat. And ice skating, and I also have weak ankles. I've sprained them multiple times. Ice skating is a great way to dislocate a knee. And I've done it twice, and I will never do it again because, you know, dislocating your knee on the ice, it's painful. And even the fear of doing it. Anyway, so I'm I'm... There's a little bit more to the trivia here that I just very impressed about, but and it's about her injury. So she actually frank- fractured her ankle doing a jump in the first week of shooting, landing a jump. She fractured her ankle and all of the skiing scenes uh, had to be put on hold until the end of shooting. And she wore while she wore a cast for a month and they actually moved her around on a little cart. Uh, but I'm like, holy cow, there's no way I would have jumped again after fracturing an ankle. I don't care how much money people are paying me. I'm not... That's not, that's not who I am. <laughs> and ice skating, I'm already terrified about it because of the problems I've had with it and my knees and everything. But I'm like, there's a lesson in there. You know, you get burned. How many times are authors, like, especially with this Amazon thing, like how many authors are going to quit writing because they can't make a living off of it? You know, as many as possible for our sake. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not the point. <laughs> Listen to our podcast anyway, even after you stop, I discourage you from being a writer. <laughs> um. Anyway, so... It's all about reinventing yourself and, you know, moving forward, pushing forward and making sure that you always have something to focus on. And obviously for her acting, you know, if she dropped out of that movie, that would have been bad for her acting career, you know. Uh, She's also an audiobook narrator. I didn't know that. She did. She narrated the book, Jacob Have I Loved. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Good for her, right? All right. Okay. Are you ready for some takeaways? Sure. Okay. You go ahead. I've probably mentioned this before, but trigger some emotions. Like, they really get into it. Yeah. They genuinely don't like each other. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid to, like I said, I say twist the knife or make it hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say that again here. They really, sometimes it's not fun when they get mad and hurt each other. They yeah. really, I mean, as they 
grow together, whether they like it or not, mm-hmm. as they become partners and their their lives start to intertwine, you know, because they go to like parties together yeah. and, you know, they're able to hurt each other more yeah. because it's more emotional. Yeah. And one thing about that, they these characters, I don't really like either of them, but I love the movie, you know, like I think she's obviously she's a spoiled brat and he's pig headed, you know, he, he is. He's arrogant, but it works really well for the movie and the way they interact. It makes for a satisfying movie. Yeah, and they're pretty one-dimensional. Yeah, they are. They're not very complex. You don't have a lot of time in a movie. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about like them being, you know, like what are her hopes and fears and dreams and what was it like growing up for her and things like they that. They talk about it a bit, but not really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, they don't have to be that multifaceted. Yeah. Um, which is good. They actually hold to the premise. Yep. Throughout. Um, and they don't waver to try and like make somebody overly sympathetic. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. Yeah. I mean, you're all, you're all a little sympathetic. You don't necessarily hate them, but they're not likable either. They have very unlikable parts about themselves. And that's the part that we see in the movie. They may have other parts of themselves, but yeah. we didn't need to see it. So I guess no. being very selective about how much of the character's motivations you portray is important yeah mm-hmm. um because sometimes revealing too much actually weakens it yeah Dar- darth vader <laughs> yeah no kidding his backstory made him less of a strong character um mm-hmm. if they just let that well the him. backstory that they invented years down the road <laughs> yeah it could have been better um but more information actually hurt that yeah um sometimes characters are okay being one-dimensional yeah sometimes you only need them to do is that that's actually a good second takeaway yes i'm using it as one. Oh, okay i was like that sounds like a second takeaway yeah i mean some you know we always frequently they talk about how you know interesting and dimensional your characters are but sometimes you don't need to be yeah mm-hmm. there are certain even main characters it's sometimes okay not to have them be yeah knowing what to omit yeah can make your story stronger i mean mm-hmm. that's why editing can be so like removing parts of books is can be very important yeah mm-hmm. we all know when they're too bloated some of that can be character um arcs that don't matter or just aspects of their character that are interesting yeah exactly so yeah knowing when to omit mm-hmm. one-dimensional characters that actually work <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly i like that me. okay so mine are actually about characters too both my takeaways um characters there is a lot of showing in this movie and not a whole lot of telling they don't tell us how much of a brat they she is they show us and same with his character the interaction between the two of them is it's paramount the way they bounce off of each other so show us who the characters in your stories are and have fun with their interactions and that leads to my second um takeaway which is strong characters are more fun it's not necessary but they are more fun they're more fun to write they're more fun to read and um the way they interact with each other results in in better scenes, you know, because they're yeah, doing people, stuff. People don't frequently read books about everyday life at the level of like, I went everyday to work today yeah, and then no. I had dinner and came home. Like if you literally wrote a book of like your life for the past week, yeah, no one would probably read it. Yep. I mean, I don't even like reading most nonfiction anymore because it's just... When they do it, it's like that something miserable happening to people yeah. and then they're miserable people and it's just miserable. Yeah. You know, so they, they, but they, they do something out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Somebody in a, a circumstance that's, that's strenuous. And, yeah. Um, so push the envelope a little bit mm-hmm. without becoming like melodrama. Yeah. This is a melodrama. <laughs> and so, but, uh, so I guess you can. 
So what I think I think would be good, brainstorm strong character characters, like their personality. And a lot of them are going to be negative, like strong negative char- like personality traits, but like angry, snarky, too happy, bossy, cynical, etc. And then, you know, mix some of those together, you know, take two and in one book, you know, mix that, those two. And then another book, take a different type mixed with maybe the one of the first ones and just see, you know, see what where it takes you, you know. Good movie. Yeah. Yeah, you can Worth learn. watching. Yeah. You can learn some comedy and romance rules from this mm-hmm. or ideas. Yeah. Strong characters that are one dimensional. You you yeah. don't have to keep yours that way, but you can you can see they just hammer this one aspect of yep. each other's um uh personalities. Yeah. And the good thing about so with romances, one of the biggest things about a romance is the adhesion. You need to have a reason for them to be together so that they fall in love. And in this movie, the adhesion is she needs a partner and she's willing to, she doesn't care. She's willing to do what it takes to get a partner and he needs the money and he doesn't want to go back to his family and say, you know, um, I hate working in the factory. You know, I'm quitting. You know, he wants to have, he wants to show that he is mature and reliable while still making money. And she needs, she needs, she needs that gold, you know, the gold medal. And basically ice skating has been her life pretty much her entire life. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we learn at the very end that her dad, she feels like her dad has always pushed her and that he's never appreciated where she's come and that he's constantly pushing her for the next level. And she's like, I just, I just need to be your daughter sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. there's a good parenting lesson right there. I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen the cutting edge, uh, look it up. It's, it's a fun one. It's from, is it the nineties or I don't remember when it was made. I think it's the nineties. 1992. I believe it. Yeah. It it feels very 90s. Based on her eyebrows. Yes. And clothes and, (laughs) you know. (laughs) If you have any questions, um, you can email me at andrea at selfpublishstrong.com. And, oh, the NaNoWriMo bundle. There's nine days left. And actually, there'll be a week left to get a bundle of really, really awesome ebooks that are based, that are written by very successful professional writers. Ugh, can't even talk today. Uh, anyway, so that's at storybundle.com forward slash nano. What is it on? Writing stuff? Yeah, it's okay. on writing stuff. So it's like... The like craft of writing. The craft of writing or or the business. Like how to be a successful author, how to write a book in 10 days. You know, that's Dean, Dean's book. Uh, the Healthy Writer by Joanna. I'm trying to remember what else there is. There's one on successful... Um, author stuff by uh, Christine Catherine Rush and Writing as a Team, which is Kevin uh, J. Anderson and Rebecca Mesta, their book together. And there's some really good value uh, value in these books. The other bundle ended. Yeah, the fantasy, epic fantasy one ended a few days ago, and that was a lot of fun. That went very well for it, us. It did. It, go, it went very well for us. <laughs> this one is going at least as well. No, better. this is going way better already. Yeah. There's like 400 more uh, downloads on it than on the other one. So, um, yeah. Get on so that. it's doing really well. So you got to find out why other people are wanting it so Don't much. take our word for it. Take the 1,200 other people that have downloaded it. Yeah. This is great. It's themed for NaNoWriMo. So you finish that book and then it teaches you what to do next. Or if you already know what to do next, if you've been doing this for a little while, it teaches, it takes you to the next level, even that. But they've got books. Kevin gathered a whole bunch of books on all sorts of different levels. Andrea at selfpublishstrong.com. Uh, go to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash strong. And let's see, if you want to see what courses I do offer, go to selfpublishstrong.com forward slash, no wait, selfpublishstrongcourses.com. 
and then you can click to see all the courses. And I've got a whole bunch of courses out now that are very affordable because I'm not trying to make money off of people. I just want to pay for the, you know, the cost of putting the course out. So there's $25 ones. I have a $10 one. I have a free one. And then I've got a couple of $50 ones. Anyway, I think that's everything. Where can people find you? Um, at art with Nolan. No. Yes. Sorry. Let's try it again. <laughs> Instagram at art with Nolan mm-hmm. or Twitter or Facebook. I, I really miss the creepy days. That's very dark and not appropriate. <laughs> you missed the creepy days. Deleted. <laughs> too creepy. <laughs> Went too far. Too dark. Yep, too dark. That's what I got. You got too dark creepy that I ended up deleting from the episode. <laughs> if you want to know what I said in the deleted part of the episode, email me or <laughs> DM awful. me on Instagram. Yeah, I was going to say, you haven't given an email out, so they'd have to email me. And I'm the one that's editing that out of the episode. So uh, I'm the gatekeeper. <laughs> artwithnolan at gmail.com if you must. Yes. All right. All right, everyone. Have a great week and we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. Oh, this is going live on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, today. Uh, stop eating turkey and listen to talking us. Talking to your family and listen to this podcast. <laughs> At this point, they've just listened to us. So where am thank I? you for listening to us instead of eating turkey and talking to your family. <laughs> uh, I, where am I? I am eating turkey and pie mm. and being fat on a couch. I think turkey I sounds super good right now. Sounds better than crawling through broken glass for money. Which you have to edit out. You, well, I don't need to edit out that part. Right. Crawling through broken glass through, for money is better than what you gave me earlier. <laughs> okay. All right. We're not going to continue. By the way, Nolan hasn't shaved yet this November. No yeah, shave not. November. Yeah. I like the fish I'm layer. looking uh, forward to cutting it off. I am very, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.